coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. E3! 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 It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis, joined as always by my co-host Mark Mitchell. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great too. We're uh, recording this the morning of Nintendo's E3 presentation. That's right. Uh, while the uh, Treehouse live stream plays in the background, I'm <laughs> watching footage of uh, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Mario Plus Rabbids. Plus we Rabbids. We found out that's actually what how it's pronounced. <laughs> just like whenever there's an X in something, you're supposed to pronounce it cross. I guess so. That's just this is the new the, this is the new language, Mark. This is how we talk. Um, so let's uh, we're, today we're look we're nuking the form today, mm-hmm. Mark. What have you been playing this week? I don't care. <laughs> what have I been playing? I don't care. Nonsense. Out the window. Weather? Is there any? No, no one knows. No way to know. No we're way in our E3 bunker. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we just want to talk about Nintendo's presence at E3 um, and all the, the various forms that that takes. Uh, so let's just start. Let's just start. This was a great conference. This seems like a great conference for Nintendo. Yeah, agreed. They've, and they've had a strong presence in like a number of Mm-hmm. Uh, conferences. Yeah, or a number of the presentations. Yeah, it, it, they were uh, in the Ubisoft conference in the form of uh, Mario Plus Rabbids, uh, and that other like Toys to Life game that they announced, which I think w- was the first, um, was the only game announced at this conference that's on Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. I don't know what this is. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, I'm going to have to look up the title. So it's a uh, new Ubisoft game that's coming in like next year, 2018, like fall 20, late 2018. Yeah. And uh, you know with Skylanders, how uh, you would buy the various Skylander figures and yeah. they would feature in the game? So this looks like it's going to be, uh, you buy like ships. Oh, Starlink. Starlink. Yeah. Um And... There's going to be for the Switch. There's going to be a special, uh, Joy-Con grip that, uh, you can put the ship in the middle of it, and then the Joy Cons slide into the side. So it's basically like a regular Joy-Con grip, except the center portion has a place for you to put the ship. Huh. So yeah. So it was a bit like, uh, that was a big reveal, and Mario plus Rabbids, and then we got the Skyrim special Zelda content right. at the Bethesda conference. You got more information about FIFA 2018 at the EA conference. Yeah, so Nintendo's all over all over this event. Um but let's should we dig into the the actual spotlight now? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Spotlight starts off with a little montage of like of Nintendo focusing on multiplayer experiences. Right? A lot of like local, like uh, like couch co op multiplayer experiences. Right, like or, get your friends together mm-hmm. and 
play these games uh, and kind of showed off like the sort of regular stuff that, that we are expecting to see, like the imminent stuff like ARMS. Which comes out uh, on Friday. Yeah, this yeah. week. <laughs> uh, comes out this week. Uh, Pokken Tournament, uh, which Reggie insists on pronouncing Pokken Tournament. <laughs> it's fine. Um, and uh, FIFA and Splatoon 2. And this was where we got the first reveal of Rocket League. Yeah, so uh, let's... What, what, of, what from that list are you excited about? So I'm not that pumped for ARMS. All right, but... Your ARMS aren't that pumped. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hopefully when I uh, get my hands on it for real later this week, I'll, when I like put some more time into it... Yeah. It'll be a little bit better, but the reviews have been pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, I think the the reviews have like universally been like acknowledging that there's a, a lot there and that it's like a fun game. Maybe still need like that. It's not perfect, but that it is, and that it's a real kind game. of like light on content, mm-hmm. which reminds me a lot of the reviews for the first Splatoon. Yeah, um, and I think that as the year goes on and they continue supporting arms with new characters and new modes and all that kind of stuff, it, it'll be a very uh, fleshed out package um Rock- you, rocket league yeah is super exciting that's very exciting so uh a little bit later in the um presentation we got a, a little bit more information when uh jeremy dunham and the other guy from <laughs> <laughs> uh from uh, rocket league were uh t- talking about it it should be out holiday 2017 um no indication of what exactly that is but you know probably november december um and cross network play is the the big one here and th- that's the second title that was announced this conference um this e3 that has cross network play the other one being minecraft right at the uh, microsoft conference they they announced that all that the microsoft or the minecraft experience is unified over all platforms except and this is true for Ro- rocket league as well the ps4 because sony is saying no to crossplay, Sony, <laughs> and you honestly you would think that would be Nintendo's game, yeah. You know, to be yeah. like, no, 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 we're gonna do our own thing. But again, I feel like we are seeing a different Nintendo with the Switch, mm-hmm. where they're like, yeah, let's totally, yeah. Let- how can this be more fun? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's crazy. The one of the uh, you could do crossplay on the PlayStation um with Portal Two. Like the the multiplayer, you could play you on the PlayStation Three and someone else on their PC. Um, and I thought, wow, Sony's got this thing all figured out. It would, I mean, and I feel like, am I wrong that for a while, uh, Microsoft was the one saying no to cross network play for stuff like Destiny? Uh, I, I no, I thought Microsoft. I don't actually, has always I don't been into it. I think Microsoft has always been into it. Microsoft obviously has more of a. Um, they place more of a value on unifying their like Windows 10 platforms with the Xbox. So I think they're already sort of like just in this sort of mode where like the computer experience and the console experience should be, if not identical, um, that they should be related in some way. And the other thing that's coming with Rocket League is exclusive Mario and Luigi hats for your cars. Hats! Oh, and some exclusive cars that they haven't talked about yet. Right, but we... But we know about hats. <laughs> well, the way that like the little Mario hat like grew <laughs> on the cart was really great. But it also just like continues to show that Nintendo is like this past week. It wasn't at E3, 
but Axiom Verge yeah. was announced for that it'll be coming to Switch in addition to other platforms. Right. And uh but it will and it seems clear that Nintendo is fine with these ports of, yeah, for of, sure. of like games uh like indie games and stuff from other developers, but they are looking for some sort of uh, extra content, yeah, some is, sort like, of way to tag it. As yeah, like, like we haven't, we've seen it with, we've seen it with like all the big names that like Cave Story has a right. special mode. Um, Ukulele, yeah, we see it here in like Rocket League now. Like that seems to be, it's kind of awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's there's got to be a reason to uh, tempt people who are fans of the game back to it on the Switch. Um, right to buy it again to buy it again and i mean you know i, I think that's in addition to um you know the the switches like normal like base state killer app is take it wherever you want and play it wherever you want um this was another thing that was mentioned very early in the in the video that uh i i, I don't i don't have i don't have his name but the the presenter said that uh you know the fact that gamers everywhere have uh accepted the switch as a way to play console games everywhere they say it gave him like great relief yeah or something. <laughs> which like fair i mean basically the yeah. future is in a lot of ways it felt like the future of nintendo was resting on the switch <laughs> right so it would give me great relief too especially if i was like the project lead oh yeah yeah yes <laughs> um yeah sounds yes What's... i mean nintendo's it... in a good place what's interesting is we saw fifa 18 mm-hmm. um we didn't see anything. I mean, there are other games coming, like big games coming this year that we didn't see anything about, like NBA 2K18. Yeah. Like, wasn't mentioned. Um, things like that. FIFA was shown, but otherwise not spoken of again. Right. <laughs> but I mean, that's uh, because EA sort of brought it up during their own press conference. So I, I think they, they didn't really need to. The, the point of that montage was more like, look at all these great multiplayer experiences that were. That's true, because they didn't even really talk about Splatoon 2 very much. No. And I am so excited for that game. Yeah. Uh, is, is, there, is there anything that you've seen in the last week that has gotten you like extra pumped about I it? I think or? it's just that I haven't... like I like Call of Duty-type games. Like I like team shooters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I haven't played one for a while. Uh, and, I'm, and this one just looks like... I had so much fun in the, the test. test. Fire, fire, right. yeah. It's hard. I was going to say, I was, I was say, say test splat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, test fire, and yeah, man, I'm I'm so excited. Uh, great. Uh, so that that kind of closes out our opening burst of optimism, right? Mm-hmm. And we stay. I mean, I think we stay optimistic throughout the majority of this thing, right? So they did a really. I had very low expectations mm-hmm. going into this conference. Uh, I think they did a good job of lowering the expectation game, like. Like an hour before the conference started, Bill Trinan tweeted, you know, like um, just an a- something like just an hour away until a l- look at Switches 2017 or something like that, <laughs> where it's very much like, like uh, here's what's coming imminently. And the the rest of E3's conferences have been, you know, like fine, but uh, I think fans obviously like crave those like mind blowing announcements. Right. This E3 hasn't really been full of them, and Nintendo isn't really known in the past few years of doing anything like that. So I think we all had pretty low expectations. Right. And they did they did talk a lot about stuff that's coming this year, but 
but also tease some stuff that's further along. Yeah, for, for, that like further people down have been pipe. like uh, really asking for. But first, yes, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Okay, so they played a full trailer for uh, Xenoblade Chron- Chronicles Two. Um, and the only note that I took here was it looks super Japanese and not great. And I couldn't tell if it was the like the stream, right? Um, or but it kind of looked janky. It looked yeah. I mean, w- I think we'll have to wait. And uh, so the 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 game has a not a release date, but a release window of holiday twenty seventeen, which is still a surprise because mm-hmm. everybody has been expecting from the moment it was announced. Right. Uh, People be like, way oh, back in January. <laughs> yeah, like that's definitely going to get delayed. And uh, there was a rumor. I think it was from Go Nintendo or something like that that it had been pushed back a few months and that. Mario Odyssey was coming out in November. Both of those turned out to not be true. Right. Well, and I mean, just because it has a, a release window on it doesn't mean that it is absolutely going to come out by holiday 2017. Games do get delayed all the time, even when they have a specific date. That's true. But I feel that that's true. It's possible that it will be delayed in the next few months. But at this point, uh, I feel like I don't I don't know that they would have reconfirmed the date. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, uh, so. Uh, beyond it looking a, a little janky, does it seem like the the kind of game that you're going to be interested in playing? Did this trailer do anything to convince you that you should be interested or that you shouldn't be interested? You know, I really like JRPGs, mm-hmm. and this was not a great conference in general for JRPGs. Yeah. I think this was maybe the only one that was, you know, like, for the most part, shown or announced. Yeah, I think that's right, yeah. De- definitely one of the big three's conferences. Yeah. And... Like ugh, the voice acting, kind of rough. Voice acting, well, and it's so hard when they're like showing you just like snips and like little pieces of all of these things because like it's not uh, you have no context for like what any of it means. So when like one character is like, I mean, I just I keep thinking of um the uh, the scene in Attack of the No, what's the third Star Wars? Revenge, Revenge of, the of the Sith. Yes, um, where Obi Wan Kenobi is like, "You are the chosen one," and like that, you can just like clip that out and like put it in a trailer and like almost any trailer, and it would make sense. Um, and it, it felt like all of these were just like, "You were the chosen one" moments, where it's like, I can see how like you think that means something when you like snip it out of context, but like it really means nothing. And that that's what I felt like all of those story moments were in this trailer. I'm. But I guess I'm looking forward to seeing how it reviews because I'm totally down for a big open world JRPG. Yeah. And especially on the Switch. Right. Because that's a great system to like play any game on. Right. And uh, especially a great place to take your um, games that that are huge that you need to explore forever and ever and ever. Uh, One thing that we, that Xenoblade... Chronicles 2 coming out in holiday 2017 uh, makes me think of that we were kind of talking about while the conference was going on is that during the Wii U's lifespan, it just seemed like Nintendo had a really hard time with their like product pipeline. Yeah. Where like getting games out the door in a timely fashion. And it seems like whatever, I mean, moving to HD development is really hard for any developer. Sure. And so it seems like whatever like kinks were in the pipeline have kind of been worked out because their rate of output is incredible. Yeah, it seems like there's going to be a big game coming out of Nintendo every month through the end of the year. Uh, 
which is nuts. <laughs> That's a lot to play on a new system. So, um, we do we want to move ahead into um some other stuff here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the the next uh, announcement. I guess is uh just an unnamed Kirby game. Yeah, we know there's a Kirby game in- coming in 2018. Now, I assume that this was a Switch game that they were showing off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Um e- everything in the uh present in the spotlight was right, Switch. Right. Yeah. Um so uh it uh the no no real release date beyond 2018. Um, but it looks like you can recruit enemies in the game like charming them and then they uh are playing alongside you uh, did it look to you like there were other players controlling yeah those there's characters? definitely well it can be you can see in the trailer it can be both so it looks like there can be up to four kirby type characters yeah um and you see on the bottom when you saw everybody's like health bar yeah, yeah. that some of them have like uh player one player two oh, and, and then the other two are like control. cpu yeah. cpu so it does look like again another up to potentially four player couch co-op kirby game uh, kind of cool to see them like trotting out a Kirby game early in the console's lifespan instead of like right at the end. <laughs> and I'm glad that it's, I mean, for me, I'm glad that it's a Kirby Kirby game yeah. and not a, uh, Epic Yarn title. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Epic Yarn was a, a, a one-off. Well, maybe. I mean, we, That's we true. have this like other Yoshi game that. Uh, let's skip ahead to it. Let's skip ahead to the, uh, this Yoshi game, which is also, um. I mean, I feel like these two probably should have been paired in the presentation too. Little Big Yoshi. Little Big Yoshi is what it looks like. It's it's uh, possibly the the yarn aesthetic. It to wasn't me, it totally looked clear. like the yarn aesthetic. Um, if if nothing else, it it has like that kind of crafting um, uh, uh, aesthetic like to cardboard it. and yeah, you know, like buttons and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you know, had um, simultaneous two player that they demonstrated in it, uh, and a kind of world flipping where you can play from either side of like a, a 2d plane. Yeah. That seemed to be the big like selling point. Yeah. But uh, again, this is just another uh, 2018 game. Um, so while there weren't a lot of these uh, coming out next year, in fact, I think these were the only two, right? Oh I, no. Well, I think those were the only two coming out next year, but right. there were a couple that were announced that are just like coming sometime in the future. Right. And both of those are pretty big news. Right. So let's let's start with uh maybe the the one that everyone is reacting to the most Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. It's just a logo at this point, um but currently in development for the Nintendo Switch. Uh people are have been asking for a new Prime game since the last one came out on Wii. Um so what was that like ten years ago at this yeah, point? Yeah, something like that. Long time ago. Um and uh it's just a logo. Mark, what else do we know about this thing? So we know that Retro is not developing it. No retro. Retro's not the developer on it. We Which kn- was the developer on the previous three. We know that it is a uh new team mm-hmm. that's being uh overseen by Tanabe, who was the producer on the previous Metroid Prime games. But it looks like it's being, it's not entirely clear, but the rumor is that it's being uh, developed internally in Kyoto with some help from outside developers. Right. Uh, so that's a super cool thing. No, I mean, probably not out in 2018. I, so here's the Who thing. knows? Who yeah, knows? who knows? Because the spec, the, the, that they didn't put a t- 2018 on it. Right. 
is maybe a sign that they're not sure yeah uh if it's gonna be like a late 2018 or maybe a 2019 title but i wouldn't put it i guess i don't think it'll necessarily be 2018 but i wouldn't be the most surprised if it's like the holiday 2018 title sure and the reason that is is when yeah they didn't show any like gameplay footage or anything like that but it doesn't necessarily mean that pre-production just barely began or something yeah yeah because we didn't see we didn't this was the first time we saw anything for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 other than a title. Yeah, and that's right. And it's coming holding out to that release date. This year. Right. Um, we saw Fire Emblem War, uh, f- the Fire Emblem for Switch game was yeah. just announced with a uh, title card. Right. And, and we assume that that'll be out in 2018 as well. I mean, I think they said it'll be out in 2018. Right. At the time they did. But yeah. I mean, that's uh, s- since it's such a, if they just throw up a logo and a year, then I, I you know, I think we can we can take that year with a grain of salt, you know, yeah. <laughs> plus or minus a year <laughs> in either direction. But this, but this is really big news. Yeah. A great one. I think that this is a uh, part of um, Nintendo giving the hardcore Nintendo fan what they want and what they're asking for. Right. Maybe, maybe, we, maybe. We, I mean, yes, it is the, in the fact that it's a Metroid prime four, uh, like a sequel that everybody's been asking for. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what, an internally developed Metroid Prime game looks like. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if if they take the lessons of Metroid Prime, you know, one, two, and three, uh, or if they're like, oh, let's throw some of this Federation Force stuff in here. Um, yeah. Cause, I mean, I guess you're right that they they haven't been super kind to that brand, even when they are putting out games for it. Will this be a the first Nintendo developed first person game? Okay, interesting. Uh, Nintendo developed first-person game. I can't think of another one. Like, uh, developed by, like, R&D1 or whoever? Y- yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, maybe. It might be. They they have such a strong focus on, like, character and being able to see the character and all that nonsense. So, yeah, maybe. Um, but I, I think this, this announcement goes hand-in-hand with the Pokemon announcement, um, which wasn't so much an announcement as just like a Pokemon exec sitting at his desk <laughs> uh, saying, hey, don't worry, we've got a, we're working on a mainline I think Pokemon. the term he used was core yes. Pokemon RPG title. That's right, for the Switch. Um, and it, ass- it assures us that it is over a year away at this point, but that it is coming. Um, so maybe this is a good time to transition to uh, the Pokemon Direct that happened last week that we didn't have a chance to talk about on the show. Yeah, where they announced Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon right. for the 3DS. Right, uh, and the Pokemon Tournament, uh, I'm sounding like Reggie, Pokemon Tournament DX um, on the Switch, uh, which comes out in September. And um, also, we'll have some like new fighters and stuff like that. Right, that owl who's... Uh, Rowlet. Yeah, but the evolved form of oh, the right, Rowlet, right. whose name we get, it's like Deuce. Yeah, I, I will never be able to pronounce it. Uh, so all of that, and also a um, the Pokemon Gold and Silver are coming to the uh, 3DS eShop as well. Um, so that that is a, a largely 3DS-focused um, direct, and I think that made the internet a little bit like, oh, I thought this was going to be stars, I thought this was going to be... Uh, on the switch on the switch so i i feel like that's what this that's what this was addressing yeah i do yeah i think this was planned before sure the th- the uh um pokemon direct last week 
But uh, look, I mean, we talked about the uh, what we thought was going to happen in the direct last episode. Yeah, and I uh, it pretty much it's not really a surprise that the next Pokemon game is on the 3DS. No, I mean it's and and it's I mean it's it's interesting that it's not really like a a full fledged like sequel necessarily, and or... it's not like combining the two games it's yeah that's it's right own, like weird like in between thing yeah it's like half sequels to each game i mean i think what what it does do is you know i i bought sun and you bought moon right um and there's part of me that's like yeah i could see getting ultra moon and like playing through the moon version of the game just in this like different scenario i guess it's a little bit of a bummer to think about spending another 40 bucks to do that but uh I don't know. I mean, it it has me thinking about double dipping on it. Well, here's the th- thing is I've been talking a lot about how I didn't think that I basically thought the 3DS was being sunsetted. Oh, no way, man. You know, and no, this uh, E3 made it very clear that that is not really the case. Right. And, and again, with as, uh, as well as the Switch is doing, I don't know how that in the future they're going to be greenlighting a ton of new games, but that does not mean that they're isn't big things coming for the 3ds yeah no absolutely i mean i think yeah i mean we'll do we'll, uh, there there are other announcements in here later uh that that we'll get to but like it seems like there's a ton of life left in this thing i think we're both thinking of getting the new 2ds yeah, xls I, I i think so which not coincidentally are the same colors as the logos for ultra moon and ultra sun right i uh, the that orange one looks really cool. We should have seen it coming. We should have seen it coming. All right, Mark, let's take a quick break. Mark, we had to get up sort of early this morning, oh, right? Oh, man, way earlier than I usually do. And I apologize for that. I don't set Nintendo's E3 schedule. <laughs> but let, let me tell you what was really nice about waking up this morning. Putting on some Mac Weldon underpants. Do you know what? We didn't plan this, but I also put on some Mac Weldon underpants. Did you really? I am honest to God wearing mine right now. Me as well. What color are yours? Orange. So are mine. Oh, I think they're like parsimon. I think that's probably right. <laughs> well, Mark and I are wearing matching underpants, and you can too if you go to MacWeldon.com, enter promo code Nintendo, and get 20% off your order. Uh, they're great underwear. Super comfortable. Super comfortable. Probably the most comfortable underwear I own. I also have... Uh, socks and a hoodie and the hoodie is everywhere like i wear it everywhere the hoodie is not everywhere the hoodie is in one place at a time mark did send me a text in a panic saying oh my god did i leave my hoodie there and then seconds later was like oh never mind i have it with me at all times there's no way i lost it it was a huge relief i i love that hoodie so we love our McWeldon stuff, and you would too if you would just go to their website mcweldon.com and enter promo code nintendo 20 percent off uh, and then they know that we sent you there. All right, so back into uh, talking about the the stuff in the spotlight. Kind of coincidental. Um, the uh, next up was Fire Emblem Warriors, which we're uh, watching a little bit of uh, streaming from the Treehouse right now. Uh, you know, it's a it's a Dynasty Warriors uh, style game. Looks kind of cool in that it's pulling in uh, characters from uh, a lot of different Fire Emblem games. Uh, I guess similar to um, Heroes in that regard. But uh, I mean, I don't know. This will be one of these games. Right? Yeah, I keep forgetting it's also coming to the 3DS. 
Yeah. Um, but they're showing it on Switch. I these I think they're called Moose Muse Muso. Yeah. Yeah. That's games right. just they don't really do a lot for me. Yeah. I think they're fun to j- pick up and like play with friends for a few minutes, but I've never really like worked my way through one. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I hit because uh, I've played a, a couple of these games just like a, a, a little bit and anytime I get to a challenging map, I'm like, well, okay, I'm done. Like, I just want to beat guys up and, you know, watch things fly around. And that's, that's all I need. And we still don't have a firm release date for this, right? It's still fall 2017. It is still fall 2017. But fall 2017 is uh, quickly enough coming. Yeah, it's pretty close en- It's close enough that, like, I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to get pushed back at all. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't think so either. I guess... If you're looking at the Switch's lineup for the fall, it could um, be the November title. Uh, yeah. Like November or December. Mm-hmm. Kind of. De- well, I guess, yeah. Depending on where uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 ends up. Sure. And I mean, that's even kind of late for what we consider fall. So who knows? This uh, there, there may be a couple months with more than Two one. Games? Yeah. <laughs> Two games? What? Two games? <laughs> Next up on the list here, uh, we've got some information about the Breath of the Wild, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC. Um, so the the first uh, DLC pack is, we got dated. June 30th, so coming out pretty soon. Yeah, just the end of the month, I guess. Um, and it is called the... Uh, Master Trials. The Master Trials. Well, the Master Trials is one of the modes in it, but like they're calling it like the Master Pack. Or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, it's basically all all, all the the content that we've known about for for a while. We got a look at the uh, master mode, um, or the the trial of the sword, um, which uh, it looks like a sort of overblown um, eventide island, basically where you get stripped of all your equipment and have to take on a bunch of enemies with just whatever you can pick up. Um, looks pretty cool. I'm excited to. Uh, get to play through all of that was was there anything in there in the um in the master pack that uh you were responding to mark i really am just the map what it, like yeah the way, track, the way of the hero way of the hero where yeah. it like tracks where you have been mm-hmm. that is very exciting to me i think that's really fun because even though i found all i have found all of the shrines i n- am sure there are still areas that i have not explored right and just weird little things in that game i spent a lot of time playing this weekend i am up to like 96 shrines wow. right now um i can't believe you found them all <laughs> it's so much i'm really looking forward to the tingle armor as well oh yes that tingle armor also i uh the majora's mask i want to put that on i want to put it all on i want all the armor but this is also the first time that we got any information about the uh pack coming in the fall or winter holiday maybe they call it holiday maybe they call it holiday uh it's called the champions ballad right so it gets introduced by um oh what is his name roto uh the the bird who yeah. who sings the songs oh what is his name it's not roto no because uh rudo is the 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 race, the race of bird people yeah. his oh. name oh no this is bad well, whatever his name is, um, he sings a ballad of of the champions, and you know we get like a nice little montage of 
Mifa and Daruk and Urbosa and Ravali. Yes, got them all. <laughs> um, and also Zelda. Um, so I'm w- w- imagination a flutter at the moment. I'm thinking it's pr- a prequel. No. Yeah, because they said it's new. St- like the yeah, main focus of this one content, is going to be new right. f- story content. I think it's a. Pr- it, it only makes sense to me that it takes place before uh, the main game. Right. And that uh, the four champions, maybe all five, including Zelda, will be playable. That, and that you do not play as Link. That is my guess. So that would be nuts. That would be nuts. I uh, think I... I would be so excited about that. I think that's what it's going to be. Um, well, so in addition to uh, this sort of tease about the... Uh, what the pack is going to be. They also showed off the champ four champion amiibo. Um, and it's just for those those four main um, champions. They look great. Um, I want them, I want them, I want them. All the amiibo they showed. Yeah. All the, awesome. ami- all the amiibo look awesome. And there's still, uh, th- there's a, a GameStop um, listing of uh, 12 new amiibo that uh, need to be announced. And, as of the time of this recording, I don't think we've seen all of them yet. Um, I think we've just seen five, nine. We've seen 11. So there's still one. There's still one out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the, the, these, these four Amiibo look great. Uh, no word on what their functionality is going to be um, in the game or elsewhere. But uh, yeah, I think this is something that people have been asking for it since breath of the wild came out like hey it's cool to have like eight different link amiibos but you know i want mifa <laughs> i want Urbosa. uh next up in the presentation was the mario plus rabbits kingdom battle um and it, this had been blown out in the ubisoft conference that's right um including like an appearance by miyamoto and mm-hmm. uh bill trinan although he didn't get to hold a gun Oh, <laughs> Trin or an arm cannon, <laughs> as the case may be. Yeah, uh, but it of course had a moment in the spotlight here, and it looks like visually so appealing. Yeah, it looks like it looks very much like a Mario game, but I think the Ubisoft people are maybe leaning into the more like stylized elements of Mario. It's very cartoony. Yeah, for sure. Which is in stark contrast to Mario Odyssey, which we'll see a little bit later in the presentation. Um, but yeah, it, it looks... It's more in line with what like I want and expect of Mario. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm stoked about this game. I think it's going to be good. So I don't really know that the, like, the actual gameplay style mm-hmm. is... I don't... like People keep calling it like XCOM style, which to me is not necessarily a turn on because i'm just not very good at those types of games sure i don't really have the patience for like uh being super strategic but i really want to check this out because it looks like so much fun yeah it looks cute and fun and funny and like so stupid so stupid but like in the in the way that i like um the best nintendo games where Mm -hmm. they are they're just going for maximum fun Right. They're not worried about, like, how it fits into the canon or, like, being cool. Yeah, or, like, what people are going to think about it, right? And that was one of the, the, uh, the way the video opened was with uh, Reggie, 
uh, coming on. And I mean, it, it was like some kind of highfalutin nonsense. <laughs> I don't uh, even know. It was complete nonsense. He's like fun versus battle. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. But uh, what was at the heart of it was just that like Nintendo is prioritizing having fun and challenging yourself. And that like, I don't know, that that's so different from like, all the other publishers and the other press conferences being like so focused on like either cool or like violent stuff. Um, and that Nintendo's like, no, we're just having fun and presenting challenges. Yeah. There was a really funny tweet uh, when E3 started by, and I can't remember the person's name, but he's like the lead writer on the new Bill Nye. Okay. Sure. TV show. And it's basically like Mike, like, uh, every E3, E3 is like Microsoft is like your games that are awesome. You know, games for men. Games for men. And then Sony's like games can be art. Gasp. <gasps> and then Nintendo's like here's a duck RPG. Right. And that's basically what it. That's genuinely what each conference turned out to be. Right. That <laughs> that everyone's like making their case for like why their games are important or like awesome or like why you should buy them and the one that appeals to me most year after year is nintendo's sense of like here's a dumb thing that's fun right let's have fun here are cartoons yeah we all love it um i think that is a perfect segue into super mario odyssey this game this oh the one thing i do want to say is that mario plus rabbit's kingdom battle comes out in august 29th Yes. So not that far away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, and so let's start with uh, uh, Mario Odyssey also with its release date, which we got... Uh, October 27th. October 27th, way earlier than we thought. Yeah, I thought it was a holiday title for sure. Yeah, um, that it was... But I guess to- it is technically like the end of October that like puts it in a good position for November right. for like holiday shopping. Right, for sure. Um, but it's... Uh, it, it's so this is where we start to get a, a real solid look at the the calendar for the switch for this year right um that it june we've got um arms july is going to be splatoon uh august is uh rabbit kingdom battle um september is pockin um and then october is mario odyssey and fire emblem is in there somewhere right and on the uh, treehouse stream they just showed that Fire Emblem Warriors is planned for autumn 2017. So I'm guessing it's going to be a September title as well. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's just a, a, a lot to come through here. And then we're, you know, we mentioned uh, Rocket League as well, probably coming out in November. And the, hopefully, the uh, and I keep saying this, but like Stardew Valley coming out sometime, you know. Right. Also, Xenoblade Chronicles months. is going to be holiday 2017. There's so much coming imminently uh, just in the next couple months. Um, it's it's cool and exciting to see all of that uh, kind of taking shape. I think if you want, like, it's going to be so hard to get a Switch this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think these announcements make it, will make it harder. Um, just, just a lot of cool games. Yeah, and let's talk about Odyssey, because this game looks so much fun. Right. Uh, so, the trailer we see is the first time, mm-hmm. uh, what is his name, Hattie? Cappy. Cappy. Mm-hmm. The first time. So. Hattie, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a new mechanic where uh, Mario tosses Cappy mm-hmm. and. Cappy his hat. Cappy his, which is his red hat mm-hmm. with googly eyes, <laughs> whose real form 
is a white top hat with googly eyes. <laughs> with googly eyes. Um, but it seems to have taken hold of Mario's cap. And so Mario throws Cappy at an enemy and he can like uh, become, that become enemy. the enemy. Like Bullet Bills, Goombas, um, just other people in New Donk City. Also seemingly objects. Objects like, and he can become like an uh, electricity so he can go through wires. Yeah. So it, it seems like this game is just... Uh, a T-Rex. Al- this, the trailer opens yes. with a dinosaur <laughs> and then Mario's cap with Cappy appearing on the top. Right. And... What? I So, I love that this game is... I know I was just saying that, like, Ubisoft's leaning into, like, the cartoony aspects of Mario, which is something that I like, but I think it's so funny the way that they're mixing that Mario aesthetic with a much more real-world aesthetic in some In, in some places. In some in places, In, like, New yeah. Donk City specifically, which seems to be based on Donkey Kong in general. Yes. Because you have... Like uh, Mayor Penelope, a Pauline, a Pauline, mm-hmm. and uh, who is the woman that you're rescuing in the original Donkey Kong like, and, arcade game? Yeah, and as we've seen from like the trailers, there's like Dixie Street and right. things like it, it all references to Diddy, and it's it, it's a Donkey and, like, Kong scaffolding world. and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But then the second world they showed us was the kind of like Day of the Dead, like cold desert type Ye- place. Yeah, so. <laughs> It's so, it's also appealing and so different from itself, right? That like, it's going back and forth between this uh, more realistic art style and something that's not even just cartoony, but like stylized in a specific way. Like that uh, Mexican stuff is very, it doesn't look like normal Mario, right? It has its its own aesthetic. And I think it's cool that like in... Mario's journeys between worlds or kingdoms, I guess they're calling them, that like the just the way they look, the rules about how it looks changes from world to world. Well, and this game has made a lot of like structural changes. Yeah. Um, there are two kinds of coins. There's the gold coins that are familiar to Mario, but there are no lives. There's no mm-hmm. extra lives. You just like are debited ten coins when Whenever you, die. you die. And it looks and so the whole game seems to be much more exploration based. Yes. So in previous uh 3D Mario's you know you would start a level and you would have one specific like course or like goal that you're trying to accomplish and then you yeah. would get that uh shine or you would get the star the star or whatever. or whatever and that would be the end and it would kick you back to the uh like lobby like overworld and then you would choose another course to take on right and this seems to be much more like kingdom like it's more much more exploration based so you'll be like it looks like you'll be exploring the world there will be one of those uh bowser flags right like a a checkpoint looking mm -hmm. flag and you uh get when you activate that it gives you kind of like a goal that you're trying to achieve Mm -hmm. but there doesn't really seem to be like much of a penalty for death Right. Well, and that's something that, uh, I mean, if you listen to our conversation about uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, um, one of the things that I was just like, I can't believe that this game has lives. That, like, it, it, you're going to be dying so much. What's even the point of, uh, like, giving you a finite number of these things? And it seems like this game is addressing that. That, like, you're encouraged to explore and fail and just be kicked back out and do it again. Right. And and even like once you uh get 
the moon. That's so that's what you're collecting because right. that's what powers Odyssey, which is the name of your big cap ship. Yep. <laughs> Everything is tied together. <laughs> um you uh which I like because, you know, in previous games we've had shines, which are like suns. Mm-hmm. We've had lots of stars. Right. And now we have you're moons. collecting moons. It right. just makes sense. Right. And so next it'll be clovers and horseshoes and we'll have all the lucky charms eventually. <laughs> um but after you get a moon it doesn't like kick you out to a lobby or anything. You just continue exploring the world. Right. It's which very, is like quest or goal oriented. Well, and I, I think that makes it feel less uh, like kind of course based, like a lot of, especially uh, in 3d world and 3d land that those games feel like you're on a specific course. You're going from point A to point B. And that's not like, I don't think there is a point B in this. There are just points of interest. And I, I mean, I would say that's true of, like sunshine mm-hmm. and the galaxy and everything because even when you are in those you get put in those levels they aren't really just like uh there for exploration like there's not really much to explore they are very course focused even yeah. though it's in a 3d environment right that there's there's a path that it wants you to take and this seems like the opposite of that that there there are paths to various uh, goals but also it's just like a world and i mentioned it kind of reminded me of breath of the wild in that way yeah um and i mentioned that there were the traditional gold coins but each kingdom or seems to have its own currency as well like right a, of like, like additional purple, coins, like a yeah. purple type coin that appear to be different depending in like shape depending on which kingdom you're in. Right. And that's something that they went into a little bit more in the Treehouse live stream um, immediately after that. Um, it's sort of a, a, a way to give each of the kingdoms their own like I- cultural identity uh, that when you visit a new kingdom, just like visiting a new country, there's a new currency and that's just like one more way to engage with it. But currency is actually what it is that you collect these coins and they're not just like Mario coins. They are also, you use them to buy stuff. Um, and in the Treehouse live stream, we uh, saw them purchase uh, clothes for Mario. They bought him a little sombrero and a poncho. Well, and he had to do that in order to like get into a club. Yeah. So that way he could play some music. <laughs> right. To and, earn a to earn a moon. Right. It's so that's so everything about that is adorable. But also like totally different from a, what we've seen in Mario games before, where it's mm-hmm. like it's like a, like you're completing a quest in an RPG. Yeah. Less than like uh doing an obstacle course right we have not even talked about the 2d elements the 2d elements (laughs) are so cool so there are portions of this game where you can like enter a wall via a pipe or something um and then mario is sort of like plastered like 8-bit mario is plastered onto the wall and it becomes like a original super mario brothers style 2d platforming it kind of reminds me of a link between worlds mm-hmm. when you would go into like the cracks and yes. then you would traverse. Although this is actual like platforming, not just a way to right uh, get between worlds. Right, and so so it's a way of um, maybe giving a little bit more of that. What we do like about course based course based uh, Mario games um, within the context of that greater world, and it's super cool to just see both Mario and the enemies like transition between the 2d and 3d planes um and just like pop into 3d i i don't know there's so much in this game already that looks awesome including 
the evil bunny wedding planners. Okay. Now, <laughs> slow down. This is this is the uh, RPG about the cartoon duck right, right here. The the like bosses in this game, the mini bosses, they're called Brutals. Um, B R O O D A L S. Oh, we're getting a look at uh, some more uh, amiibo right now for Fire Emblem uh, Warriors. It looks like there's a Crom uh, one and a character I don't recognize. Um, well, that's why we've got the uh, the Treehouse live stream just going on in the background. Uh, so yeah, some more more Fire Emblem amiibos. Oh, <laughs> get more Fire Emblem. Um, the Brutals. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, they are evil wedding planners. Uh, who are planning Bowser's wedding, and you fight them a couple times throughout the course of the game. There are four of them. Uh, they all have different personalities. This is like kind of classic Nintendo, right? Of uh, here are some new goofy characters that have uh, personality, right? But I, I like I ad- am really adoring that Bowser kidnapped Princess Peach and is going to marry her. So we have an excuse for these fun new costumes, including Bowser in a tuxedo. Uh, Right. A white tuxedo. A white tuxedo. Mm -hmm. So here's my theory about, and all the, uh, what are they called? Brood? Brutals. Brutals. Mm -hmm. All, uh, they are all dressed in, or like, they have a similar like wedding, like white Right, aesthetic and, and, as and well. they are white rabbits as well. Yeah. So here's my theory about Cappy. Ooh, is that he is like somehow involved with the Brutals, and uh, um, and because he's a white top hat, right? But he escapes to help Mario mm, because he believes in true love. Yes, and yeah. not, he is a benevolent wedding planner, <laughs> whereas they are evil wedding planners. So that's my theory about where Cappy comes from, but. Oh my gosh, the Brutals are, again, so, like, evil wedding planners, again, so stupid, so but dumb. I love it so much. I mean, evil, <laughs> are they evil and they plan weddings, or do they exclusively plan evil weddings? Evil weddings? weddings? I think both. I think, I love that. <laughs> they are evil and they only plan evil weddings. Love it. Um, and it's such a, it's such a cool way for, like, Nintendo to sort of broaden the, it's it's so dumb to say like Mario mythology, but like the fact that they're not relying on Koopa kids or whatever, it's it's a constant like invention. Well, and they talked about that in Treehouse Live about doing something new with Mario, but yep. also making it familiar. Yeah, which I I think is uh you know part of the like ultra realistic style in New Donk City, and even the 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 Mexican stuff. Like it's it's all everything feels very like new and vital while still being. Um, familiar. Now, of course, we talked about how much I love Bowser in his wedding garb. Right. His white tuxedo and white top hat. Right. So, of course, there are new amiibos. Of course, there are new amiibo. Giving you just that. Uh, so, there were three announced in the spotlight itself, and then, like, another two are appearing just elsewhere, um, like, on Twitter. Um there's a, a wedding Mario, mm-hmm. wedding Peach, and wedding Bowser. Right. So they're all wearing their white, white uh, w- wedding <laughs> clothes. And then they also showed, um, it's also like a Koopa Troopa and a Goomba, but, and they're just normal. They're, right. They don't have top hats, which seems like a missed opportunity. Look, I think from this point on, they should release two versions of every Amiibo, one with a top hat, <laughs> one without a top hat. I'll buy both. <laughs> um, so these, uh, we 
we know that they're going to unlock uh, additional costumes and maybe something else. Yeah, they were. I think they were kind of vague about what other content. Also, this is a a huge. I can't just missed opportunity for there to be a wedding Wario. <laughs> Gotta have a wedding Wario, but, man. You know, I'm not much of a amiibo person outside of the ones that Patrick graciously bought me. Right, the, which uh, is Waluigi and Wario. And Wario. Right. right, but I think I want the Bowser wedding costume as well. He looks so good. <laughs> Again, all, all of the all uh, like seven of these main amiibo that we've seen look great right yeah they're really cool um yeah so uh i mean obviously we'll get more information about uh, what what they do in the game um and if there's any other kind of uh amiibo functionality oh yeah i get that they did tease that other amiibo would also trigger something in this game so that was ba- that was the end of nintendo's spotlight mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of a, a, the the first chunk of their their treehouse live stream yeah and uh Man, I can't. I had really low expectations, mm-hmm. and I was kind of thinking it would like the spotlight would mostly focus on Mario Odyssey. Basically, it would focus on titles we already knew about, and there was some of that. But um, oh, I guess like the Rocket League thing wrapped up, but we already right talked about yeah. that. But I thought they did a really good job of balancing. Like giving us new information about titles that we already knew about, right, and stuff coming out this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. with but like even announcements of stuff coming out this year that we didn't know about. Sure. Plus some teases for things that are coming in 2018 and beyond, um, and in like a really like packed amount of time. Uh, man, I I was I was really impressed with it. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think there's there's just so much to look forward to here, um, for all kinds of Nintendo fans, right? Like if you're if you're a one of those Pokemon only people, you've got stuff coming up. You've got a promise of stuff in the future. If you're big into Fire Emblem, like it doesn't matter what part of the Nintendo like you know megaverse you're excited about. There's something coming out. If not this year, then imminently. Um. So okay, that that kind of wraps up the the spotlight the spotlight but we were promised that there would be some announcements in the first hour of treehouse live right and boy were there well yeah i kind of just one big one yep. right uh so we saw the reveal of metroid samus returns on the 3ds so is it a bummer that it's only available on the 3ds no, I, I think sort that's... of wish it was on Switch. I I mean, I, mean, I guess, but that's only because I wish every game was on Switch. Right. I mean, to to some extent, I sort of feel like this is the super solid assertion that the 3DS is not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, Reggie talked about uh, in the lead up to mm-hmm. the reveal of Metroid Sam. What is it? Return of Samus. Samus Returns. Samus Returns. Right. And we'll get to what that is in just a second. <laughs> Well, uh, into the lead-up, he was just talking about how uh, the 3DS was the only plat- video game platform that grew in sales last year compared to the previous year. Right. So, the so th- that, that's from 2015 to 2016. Yeah. So the 3DS is kind of like booming right now. And they have the n- new 2DS XLs coming out, which I now think I'm going to buy one. Right. Me too. Well, and it, what did he say? 66 million yeah. 3DS in the wild at the moment? I mean yeah. that's solid. I don't. And th- it's not going anywhere, especially since it's growing. It's yeah. not like it's in the West, mm-hmm. you know. And so, it has a great library of games. They're releasing new great games. 
so yeah i i do think the 3ds is around is going to be around for quite some time and we're all going to be playing metroid on it so let's talk about this game uh metroid samus returns uh they started with a trailer which reggie would not stop <laughs> talking about <laughs> i was doing something on my computer and mark was like Ugh, stop talking well he was just talking about nothing yeah he was and talking about finally nothing. they got around to being like oh also here's this like trailer for this game that is coming out this year this holiday uh so started with like you know sort of uh star clusters nebula clouds what have you um became clear pretty quickly that it was a metroid game mm-hmm. uh a, a 2d metroid game and um i don't when did i start screaming it's a remake of metroid 2 when you there was like an enemy yeah that i was like that you had a reaction to and i was like what is what is that? Yeah, I, I think it was one of the evolutions of of a Metroid. So, so this is this is a remake, a, a reimagining they're calling it of uh, Metroid Two, which, which was subtitled "The Return of Samus," and is now called "Samus Return." That's right. <laughs> uh, so Metroid Two was a game that was on the Game Boy. Yes, exclusively. Um, it was the sequel to the original Metroid on NES. Right. Uh, and is also when um, the game or the series establishes some of its more, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that that's where it gets, that's where it becomes like a preamble to Super Metroid, right? Like where you start to see some of those like kind of backtracking elements and some of the more exploration-based stuff that is less obvious in the original game. Now, there was a fan remake of this game that came out earlier this year, but was quickly... Oh, yeah, uh, Nintendo shut down, like, the day that they... Which now makes even more sense than it did before. Yeah, it, it, totally. <laughs> they were working on their own. They were working on their own. Um, and so, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about what, uh, what it means that it is a, a reimagining. Yeah, it, so it feels to me, and I, this is going to sound terrible, <laughs> but it looks and in, like, the new, like, melee mechanic and some of the takedowns and animations it looks very much inspired by other m yeah also graphically right yes um it's it is not a pixel art game it is all um there are full 3d models for all the characters and and everything here um so it, it does in that way look a lot like metroid other m and it's probably, you know, graphically about on par with uh, a, a Wii game, but, like, what do you want on a 3DS? Um, here's the thing. I don't think it bothers me at all. No, me either. The, like, that, that it would look like Other M. Um, because it seems like it still has all of those exploration, or like, all of its value is in the exploration and about gaining new abilities and using those to explore the space. Um, so it's mm-hmm. being overseen by Sakamoto, mm-hmm. and uh, but developed by uh, Mercury Steam, right? And Mercury Steam uh, did a lot of those Castlevania games that sort of like reinvigorated the franchise. Yeah, back in like the um, the DS days, is that right? So there, w- so I mean, it was on GBA, like PS3, yeah, uh, Xbox 360, the um, but they also made a 2D Castlevania for, I think, the DS that I don't think was very good. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Um, but the, I don't know, the, the game looks super cool. Um, I'm really excited to get my hands on this thing. So it's interesting. Part of the rumor of uh, the Metroid Prime game that's in development is that 
the team based in Kyoto is getting like is assisted by a European developer, which could that be Mercury Steam? So originally the rumor from months ago was that Climax Studios was working on it. Okay. But it could be Mercury Steam and in So my initial thought is that that would make sense because they would kind of cut their teeth on um Sorry, we were distracted by the uh, Treehouse Live. Right, they're they're doing uh, Xenoblade Chronicles two, and it looks way better. It, it in looks way this better than action, it did yeah. than the trailer did. Um, but yeah, it, like maybe they were Mercury Steam is cutting their teeth on a remake, which would be a good way to kind of prime them for development of their own Metro game. But I'm now thinking that's maybe not the case, only because overseen by totally different people. Tanabe yeah. versus Sakamoto. Uh, 2D Metroid is not really anything like a 3D Metroid at this point. Right. Um, yeah, well, and I, I like... So, first of all, we this game is supposedly coming out this year, 2017. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it would be a miracle if we saw... I, I don't think we'll see Prime 4 in 2018. I think it'll be a 2019 game, possibly early 2019. And maybe, maybe, maybe holiday eighteen. So like they're they're on different release schedules for sure. But I like, you know, Nintendo's done this before where it's like here's a 3D Metroid and a 2D Metroid that like they recognize that these are different franchises, really. Um and like uh Fusion and Prime One came out on the same day, uh, and had like some connection between the two games. So yeah, I just I, I I like that it's it's not only an acknowledgement of um one Metroid series, but kind of both of them. It's also just kind of remarkable that Nintendo's given the people what they want. Yeah, what is this? What is this? Given the people what they want, Metroid does not sell well in general. Right. I do think there has been enough time that uh people are hungry for a new metroid and especially with that 66 million install base like people are going to buy metroid samus returns i yeah i think in the west it'll do better than it does in japan but i sure. think that'll also be true of metroid prime for yeah absolutely but i do think there are enough people who like who really love metroid prime and it'll be on the switch which is a very good selling system Right, that. And which will need games like that, too, mm-hmm. really. I mean, uh, we were saying that there are, are a lot of games on Switch and that there's a lot of variety, but, like, that, you know, we were saying, you know, Microsoft has this, like, oh, games are awesome. Uh, and, like, I don't know that there are any of those, like, games are awesome kind of games on Switch, and Prime sort of scratches that itch. So, if... The if, Switch itch. If we're... <laughs> Switch it, riot, <laughs> riot! <laughs> if uh, we're settling our the score from our E three predictions, oh yeah, I've got to say that I uh, our million dollar bet, right? Our mm-hmm. copyrighted million dollar bet, right? So don't take that, <laughs> right? Trademark only we can do million dollar bets. <laughs> um, we did end up seeing a Metroid title, right? And we did not see Retro's title, so uh, I kind of nailed it. Yeah, I don't remember it. Oh, because I said the reverse. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I may owe you a million dollars. But I, d- I predicted, for the most part, the uh, Pokemon Direct. You did. Unfortunately, that was not part of the million dollar oh, bet. I see how it is. <laughs> there were other parts of the bet, too, though, that... That I already forgot. As did I. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll, look, we'll go back and we'll, we'll figure out who owes who a million dollars on that. Um, a- a- anything... Oh, 
amiibo. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, Metroid Samus Returns is getting two amiibo to go with it. One uh, being Samus in her uh, Metroid 2 pose where she's like kind of crouched down with the arm cannon. And it like, looks up. so good. It looks sweet. Like these uh, later generation amiibos, like the detailing looks yeah. much better than like the early like yeah, Samus one. really good. And I think also anytime... Um, Anytime there are amiibo that aren't holding swords, <laughs> whenever they hold swords, the swords get kind of bendy and whatever. Everything looks very solid and like just cool. Does right it now. also look bigger? Like the actual like uh, yes, like Samus herself on the base looks Samus like she takes up more of the base mm-hmm. for like, sure. Like it looks yeah, bigger scale. Uh, well, and the same is also true of the other amiibo, which is a Metroid, like a, a little Metroid breaking out of. Uh, it's little like glass pod thing that it's being transported in. Presumably, it's being transported. <laughs> um, and the Metroid itself is squishy. Love it. Love it. Squ- you can poke it, and it'll <laughs> just like the. Uh, um, I just love the 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 little things are s- so cool to me. Like the how the Boo amiibo glows in the dark, and how this one is squishy. I love it. That's. It makes me very happy. <laughs> uh, just some. So yeah, that was pretty much Nintendo's E3, and it was really good. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm surprised just like how excited we are. Yeah, me too. Uh, I I know we're big dumb Nintendo fanboys, <laughs> <laughs> and we just want to play everything on the Switch. Um, but I mean, I think this was a, a great not conference, I guess, but a great presentation. Um, and I'm, and just like a great presence for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Oh, cause we even, we didn't even mention, um, or maybe we did the like Zelda content coming to Skyrim. That's another title that's coming to the switch that we, it's not first party, but we even neglected. Right. To, like we, that's a bit, it, I think it's still just like fall slash, uh, holiday of 2017. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so that's another, uh, another big title coming People out. People love Skyrim. Yeah. So I, even though it's coming really late and it looks like it's not going to be like the remastered edition, mm-hmm. I think it, there's potential for it to still do really well because it seems like it's becoming like an evergreen title. Um, do you see there's motion controls available in that? I did, yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about motion controls and like the story that they're telling with motion controls throughout um, E3. Oh, also Ubisoft announced, the, the motion controls made me think Ubisoft announced Just Dance 2018 for the Switch. The Wii U and the Wii. No. Yeah. <laughs> we will be dead before Ubisoft right. stops releasing Just Dance for the Wii. Uh, so motion controls. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like they keep coming up. I feel like they keep coming up. Um, so Skyrim is, is motion control, but not exclusively, right? Like It's an option. It's an option. And I think that's, the, that's kind of the story about it going forward for like all of these games absolutely um because when they were demoing uh mario odyssey uh, it, you could see like the on-screen prompts saying like you know you can shake to move mario uh, along the electrical wire or just use the thumbstick um and that seemed to be the same thing with skyrim where it's like if you want to move your left hand to be the shield and your right arm to be your sword you can but also, you don't have to. And it makes sense the way that they're positioning the Switch where, <coughs> excuse me, the Pro Controller is just as, you know, their marketing is just as viable for any game yeah. as, and there is some, like, 
motion capabilities in but it's more just like a gyroscope yeah you know for like tilting not so much for like doing a sword and shield right not like gesture based stuff the one thing that we don't really see much use of which not no surprise is like the ir reader yeah yeah because i'm not really i mean outside of knowing if you're throwing rock paper or scissors i don't know (laughs) what that thing can really do um but yeah so it's it's interesting that like they're keeping that the the motion control stuff like they they're still mentioning it and it's still like part of the hardware and part of the games but like in a very hey we know you probably don't like this kind of way but if you, you do it's it. there yeah but if you do like it it's there for you um and that feels right to me yeah that feels right to me too uh is there should we take a second to talk about what we didn't see or haven't as of the time of this recording uh, I mean, seen yet. yeah, I feel like at this point, they're probably not going to um, drop any other like major announcements. Right, Although I've got to say, really, watching this uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 in action looks so much better than the trailer they showed. It does. The uh, I, I'm a little bit bothered by how much information is on the screen. <laughs> you like, mean that like the UI the basically UI. takes up... <laughs> It's insane. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to play this on the handheld. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you're not going to. Gonna... Oh, 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 oh. I see. You mean in handheld mode? Yes. Yeah, on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. When it's it, it seems like you get a must dock game. <laughs> yeah. In battle, it looks like there's a lot of information on the screen. Like literally every corner is is taken up with like a different set of uh, piece of information. Um, I think the I feel like the big. I just can't believe we didn't see anything from Retro. It's amazing there's nothing from retro. It's been so many years since mm-hmm. uh, Tropical Freeze came out. Yeah, it's true. Well, and I think it, we didn't get any new information about uh, Wii U ports. Yeah, that's true. Uh, outside of uh, Oh, yeah, Smash Brothers. No Smash, no Mario Maker, no Donkey Kong games, um, which all seemed like... Also, nothing about Pikmin, uh, be it a port or uh, a new Pikmin game. So I think... You know, and this is what we were saying, what we have been saying is that like Nintendo doesn't need E3 for their announcements. Announcements can come out anytime. Um, and I mean, I think really that stuff is just going to come later, right? Like, yeah. The, uh, 2018 is when I think we can continue to see stuff like that. And maybe, maybe the time for uh, Wii U ports is going away, right? Like, Maybe there will just be a new Mario Maker, a new Smash Brothers. I, I I don't know. I still think that we will see a Smash Brothers Deluxe. Yeah. Next year, but I but I think you're right. I think they did a really good job of look like the Switch this year of Switch is stacked. Yeah. And they did a good job of teasing announcements for the future for like 2018. Like already 2018 is looking like a another like stacked year right and that's just with the stuff that we already know has been announced so yeah they don't and i'm there will be more reveals for 2018 and you know like 2019 down the line but i don't know that they needed to do all of that right now yeah for sure and the stuff that they did i I thought they did a good job of balancing here's everything that's coming now and then also a few teases for the future um to get you excited for that yeah absolutely and i would be willing to bet that even if there's nothing else announced this morning on the the Treehouse live stream, that there will be other announcements that sneak into the next two days, 
Um, it's just the way Nintendo does it. Uh, nothing is sacred for these guys. <laughs> uh, stuff just rolls out all the time. And I think kind of like the general feeling overall that I've gotten off the internet is that this has kind of been like a disappointing E3. Mm-hmm. But I, I think more and more companies are taking the Nintendo approach for better or for worse, where it's just like, there's no real point to announcing games that are years away. And mm-hmm. none of these companies need E3. That's right. Like E3 is kind of, as we know it in the past, is kind of dying in the same wor- way that like Macworld died. Sure. It's it, because companies can talk to directly to uh, consumers at any time. They right. don't need the press attention that E3 brings. Right. And, e- you know, even someone uh, like Sony has their own conference yeah. that, like, you know, the they conference and convention, right? A whole weekend of the what are they called PlayStation experience mm-hmm. or yeah. Um, where they can get into like the nitty gritty and really um, make announcements that like the hardcore PlayStation fan will care about. Yeah. And that's what a Nintendo direct is or spotlight or whatever. Um, so yeah, like the reason we don't see the reason we see E3 being opened back up to the public. Right. Is because what E3 is, is change is like changing. I mean, the Switch was announced and launched incredibly successfully without ever needing an E3. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think that tells you, and like the Xbox One X, you know, like uh, yeah. Microsoft's Pro Xbox was announced at E3 to kind of tepid reception. You know, it's they are it's harder to control the message. I mean, four ninety nine ninety nine is oof oof. <laughs> That is a big price tag and literally all anyone can say about it. Especially when there there are no games. <laughs> right. Nothing anyone... I mean, I want to play that Cuphead. <laughs> but like... But that's why you would buy the one ninety nine. Yeah. Anyway, maybe a disappointing E3 for everybody else. But, but a I, great show for Nintendo. A great show for Nintendo. Um, any, any other... Any closing thoughts on, on E3 for 2017 at least as far as nintendo was represented or anything else i'm you know like i was already looking forward to the holiday for switch mm-hmm. but man am i so pumped for super mario odyssey yeah me too god it looks so cool and it's so close now <laughs> yeah and i'm really really excited for whatever the uh breath of the wild the champion ballad uh, pack is going to be this first pack whatever fine going to be cool right i'll yeah, play yeah, yeah, it i'll yeah. have a wonderful time but i'm paying the 20 bucks for the champion that pack. and you know they've t- teased being able to play zelda um play as zelda yeah in the past yeah and this seems like the perfect opportunity to do that because i i do not think we will see you will play as link because i think it's going to be a prequel man i that seems so big right because presumably the world won't be in a state of ruin yet. Or I guess it could take place... The We don't see any of the champions die in mild spoilers for Breath of the Wild. <laughs> um, we don't see uh, the champions die in Link's memories. Um, so it's possible that like Link gets put to sleep before the kingdom really falls. Um, and so maybe what we're playing out are the final moments of each of the champions would be super sweet. It'll be inter- it'll be really interesting to see. 
<sighs> yeah, well, okay. What uh, a great show. Yeah, and we'd love to hear your reactions, too. So uh, any anything that you noticed that we didn't pick up on or anything that you thought was inexcusably missing from this presentation, uh, shoot us an email. Uh, we're Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or tweet at us uh, at NinCart Society. Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, Mark, you were on a podcast. That's right. Last week I was on Trust the Bachelor Process Mm -hmm. from uh, What's a Creative Podcast Network. It came out on Wednesday, and we were talking about last week's episode of The Bachelorette. It was a ton of fun. You should check that out. Uh, It's a good episode, and you're very funny on it. Um, I I am on the Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, podcast, Hellmouthy. This week, discussing Once More with Feeling comes out on Thursday, I think. So if you like musicals or me, you can check <laughs> check out that episode. It's on the Nerdist School um, network. Uh, Olivia Duncan made our logo, and our music is provided by Ape Betty. If you like Ape Betty's music, you can check out his website or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is... Patrick Eller is saying, thanks for listening. What's a creative podcast network?